rapid decline since the centre had opened. Now, when the bus drove up the high street, no one liked to look at the reproachful, boarded-up doorways filled with fast-food debris and leaves. She realised that it was Wednesday, and that she'd forgotten to buy that week's copy of the Beano from her usual newsagent. She had no choice but to go to the dingy kiosk in the centre to get it. Afterwards, she stood and looked again at the true detective magazines on the shelf. The woman on the front didn't look like a detective. She was wearing a trilby and raincoat, but nothing else. She looked like someone from a two Ronnie sketch. Kate didn't like it. She rode the escalator up to the ground floor, where the proper shops, the fountains and plastic palms began. It was the school holidays, but too early to be busy. None of her classmates was allowed to go to the centre without their parents. Sometimes she'd bump into a family group with one of her peers in tow and would exchange awkward greetings. She'd picked up a sense that adults tended to be uncomfortable with her solo trips out and about, so now whenever questioned by shop assistant, security guard or parent, she would always imply that an unspecified adult relative was just off in another store. Largely, though, no one questioned her. In fact, no one ever really seemed to see her at all. Sometimes Kate thought she was invisible. It was 9.30am. She retrieved her laboriously typewritten agenda from her back pocket. 0930 to 10.45. Tandy. Research walkie-talkies and microphones. 10.45 till 12. General centre surveillance. 12 till 12.45. Lunch of Venezies. 12.45 till 13.30. Midland Educational. Look at ink pads for fingerprinting. 13.30 to 15.30, surveillance by banks. 15.30, bus home. Kate hurried on to Tandy. She was flustered to arrive at Venezia's restaurant a good twenty minutes past noon. This was not the way a professional operated. This was sloppy. She waited by the door to be seated, though she could see her table was still free. The same lady as usual took her to the same table as usual, and Kate slid into the orange plastic booth, which offered a view out over the main atrium of the centre. "'Do you need to see the menu today?' asked the waitress. "'No, thanks. Can I have the children's special, please, with a banana float? And can I not have any cucumber on the beef burger, please?' "'It's not cucumber. It's gherkin, love.' Kate made a note of this in her pad. "'Gherkins stroke cucumbers.' Not same thing. Research difference. She'd hate to blow her cover on a stateside mission with a stupid error like that. Kate looked at the big, plastic, tomato-shaped tomato sauce dispenser on her table. They were one of her favourite things. They made total sense. At school last term, Paul Roberts had read out his essay, The Best Birthday Ever, which culminated in his grandparents and parents taking him out to Venezia's for dinner. He spoke of eating spaghetti with meatballs, which for some reason he and everyone else in the class had found funny. He was still excited as he rushed through his story of drinking ice cream floats and ordering a knickerbocker glory. He said it was brilliant. Kate couldn't understand why he didn't just take himself there on a Saturday lunchtime, if he liked it so much. She could even take him the first time and tell him the best place to sit. She could show him the little panel on the wall that you could slide back, to reveal all the dirty plates passing by on a conveyor belt. She could tell him 
how one day she hoped to place some kind of auto-shutter action camera on the belt, which could travel around the entire restaurant, taking surveillance shots unseen before returning to Kate. She could point out the washing-up man, who she thought might be murderous, and perhaps Paul could help her stake him out. She could maybe invite him to join the agency, if Mickey approved. But she didn't say anything. She just wondered. She glanced around to check that no one could see. Then she reached into her bag and pulled out Mickey. She sat him next to her by the window, so that the waitress wouldn't notice, and where he had a good view of the people below. She was training Mickey up to be her partner in the agency. Generally, Mickey just did surveillance work. He was small enough to be unobtrusive, despite his rather outlandish get-up. Kate liked Mickey's outfit, even though it meant he didn't blend in as well as he might. He wore a pinstriped gangster suit with spats. The spats slightly spoiled the Sam Spade effect, but Kate liked...